Paul here with today's tip to help you pass ACLS. High-quality CPR with minimal interruptions is a priority when running codes because, along with early defibrillation, it's one of the two factors that's been shown to improve cardiac arrest survival-to-discharge outcomes. This is why, ideally, the only time we should stop chest compressions is to analyze the rhythm and deliver a shock when V-fib or pulseless VTAC is present. Even then, interruptions to compression should last no longer than 10 seconds to help us maintain a chest compression fraction of at least 80%. But how do we know if high-quality, effective CPR is being performed? That is today's Pass ACLS Tip Topic. Listening to a tip daily for a few weeks before your class will help to cement the key concepts needed for you to pass your ACLS written exam and megacode. Push the plus, follow, or subscribe button in your listening app, or activate the Pass ACLS flash briefing skill on your Amazon voice device so you don't miss upcoming tips. You can find additional ACLS-related resources at PassACLS.com. The purpose of CPR is to circulate oxygenated blood to the brain and other vital organs until the heart can start beating on its own. Although a BLS skill, delivering high-quality CPR with minimal interruptions is a key performance indicator that's a primary focus of today's ACLS classes. If it's been a while since you've done CPR, don't worry. You'll get an opportunity to show off your compression and BVM ventilation skills at your ACLS class. From an objective QAPI perspective, high-quality CPR should meet these criteria. A compression rate of 100 to 120 per minute, a depth of at least 5 centimeters, and allowing for full chest recoil as observed via feedback device, end tidal CO2 greater than 10 millimeters of mercury, and interruptions last less than 10 seconds so that we can provide fast and deep chest compressions at least 80% of the time. This is called the chest compression fraction, or CCF. Because high-quality uninterrupted CPR is so important, a new member of every code team should be a CPR coach. Their job during a code is to ensure that CPR is being performed effectively and to provide real-time critical feedback. A few tools are available to aid the CPR coach and the team leader to ensure high-quality CPR. Compression feedback devices and end tidal waveform capnography are the top two recommended ways to measure if CPR is effective. Real-time compression feedback devices come in a variety of shapes and sizes. The device is usually placed directly on the patient's sternum where the compressor's hands go. Some devices may require an additional pad be placed under the patient. Compression feedback devices measure compression rate, depth, and recoil to give a visual and or audio feedback. We should compress the chest at least 5 centimeters at a rate of 100 to 120 times a minute and allow for full chest recoil for maximum CPR effectiveness. Using a feedback device gives us an objective measure. Many devices have a built-in metronome to help the compressor maintain their rate. Some devices connect directly to the crash cart monitor and will store data that can be reviewed during the postcode debrief and to aid in continuous improvement in quality assurance. 
Waveform capnography is another great way to receive real-time feedback and should be used when it's available. Measuring end tidal CO2 via waveform capnography can be done while ventilating with a BVM and using a basic airway device like an OPA or NPA, or it can be attached to the universal adapter once an endotracheal tube or another advanced airway is placed. When performing good CPR, we should see a peak wave of at least 10 millimeters of mercury. If the wave is less than 10, Critical feedback should be provided, including politely asking or suggesting that the compressor change roles. CPR should not be stopped to obtain a chest x-ray for ET tube placement confirmation. If we hear bilateral breath sounds and a CO2 waveform is present, the airway is in the right place. Placement of an advanced airway is not a priority during a code, but it does help us in achieving a higher chest compression fraction because chest compressions no longer need to pause for breaths. Once an advanced airway is placed, we'll deliver constant chest compressions in 10 breaths a minute as one breath every six seconds. The only time we'll stop chest compressions is every two minutes to analyze the rhythm and safely deliver a shock if one is indicated. Even then, our pause in CPR compression should be less than 10 seconds. If the rhythm is V-fib or pulseless V-tac, the code scribe or the CPR coach can advise as we approach a two-minute mark. Chest compression should be continued while the defibrillator pre-charges for 15 seconds. Pre-charging the defibrillator for about 15 seconds before an anticipated pause to defib decreases the time required to deliver a shock, further increasing our chest compression fraction. As soon as the shock is safely delivered, CPR should immediately be resumed, starting with chest compressions. If a compression feedback device or waveform capnography hasn't yet reached the patient, a no-tech way to see if compressions are adequate is to feel for a femoral or carotid pulse while chest compressions are in progress. If you can feel a pulse that matches compressions, great job! Be careful, though, not to stop CPR because someone feels a pulse while compressions are in progress. If you found today's tip on delivery of high-quality CPR helpful, share Pass ACLS with your coworkers and classmates on LinkedIn or other social media. I'm here to help you pass ACLS. Thanks for listening, and good luck with your class.